Welcome everybody to the live roundtable edition of They Cast from the Coast. My name is Adam, and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert, Aaron Peerless, and Tim Josh Johnson. Oh my Josh. gosh, Josh! Josh Josh I was going to say my name up every episode now, <laughs> every damn time. I got in your head. Okay, I let me do this again. Do this again. I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert, Aaron Peerless, and Tim Johnson. Doesn't count now. Uh, it doesn't count. You already did it. The damage has been done. Live. That's what hey. happens when you're live. Adam fucks up. Had <laughs> <laughs> a dollar for every time. Everybody would be got up. Everybody would be fucking getting dollars off of me. That's what it is. Crazy. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. No complaints, I guess. No complaints. Okay. Cool. How's your week been, Josh? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Watch a, a cult classic that's evaded me for uh, several years, many but years. Is, is that really years. any different than any other fucking episode? We've got to be running out of them, honestly. No, no we'll I don't think we run out of them. No. We won't it, run out of it's, them. It's truthfully amazing, because I considered myself a horror buff until I met you folks. Well, it's starting to fucking come into question how big of a horror buff you are now. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> there's, certain, there's certain ones where I'm like, he really hasn't seen that? Yeah, it's it's what? honestly impressive. Yep. So okay, so you watch something because we're going to be recording. So you know, yeah, Josh yeah. had to watch something. So that'll be a good surprise. I love it when people watch these episodes and it's like, did he really never see that fucking movie? True <laughs> like, fact. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Well, that's good. Aaron, how you been? Uh, I've been good. I uh, I picked up the new uh, Saints and Sinners Walking Dead for the uh... PlayStation VR, and uh, I'm telling you it's pretty freaky it's pretty freaky the sirens go off you got to get back to your uh <laughs> you got to get back to your little home base there and if you don't make it the it's the music man the music just it just gets into your soul and you're like i gotta get out of here because i am gonna get absolutely raped by these zombies <laughs> and you turn around and seriously like some of them are just hot on your ass right it's scary it's it's freaking scary that's crazy, man. I'm gonna have to try that out. Like, yeah, we it's about that. awesome. It's the, just the the way they programmed it and everything. It's fantastic. The way that the move, uh, you know, it's some of these things aren't like refined properly, but this one, man, they've spent the time on it. It's just freaking wicked. Crazy. Well, that's good, man. That's good. So you've been keeping busy with that, then. Yep. Among watching like other things and whatever, just chilling out this week and being safe, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Tim, how's your week been? Oh, why do you ask me this every week? Because <laughs> I care. Because I care. It's uh, it's the it's the same. Um, I'm not doing Worth anything. You know, um, I've been uh, you know, editing a bunch of uh, you know, people's cosplay pictures and uh, you know, trying to get a a bunch that I can just you know dump on facebook and instagram and stuff and then work on the next batch and um so i've been doing that i've been watching some uh you know some some star wars shit all the star wars stuff that just uh you know the the mandalorian uh documentary which is really good on disney plus yeah i watched the ending of the clone wars which made me cry like i legit cried at the end like the very end i cried like <laughs> okay it's a cartoon like, hey it's it's more than that to me bitch Okay? It's more Star than Wars. That. It's Star Wars. <laughs> it's my connection to my father. Okay? 
It legit is. And he didn't get to see this, and I'm upset for him. So, oh. way to fucking bring me down, Josh. <laughs> Anytime. Way to bring me down. Anyways, <laughs> so I watched all that, and um, I watched the movie that we're going to review later, and uh, completely forgot how the ending was until maybe three way, th- a quarter through. No, three, like seventy five percent of the yeah fractions. I can't do it. But seventy five percent of the way through, I realized what the ending was, and I, I it blew my mind. And then I saw it again, and yeah. So I watched that. Um, what else did I watch? I watched something else. I can't think. I forgot yeah. that I, I forgot to mention that I watched all the Porkies too. Uh, <laughs> love those movies. <laughs> I started watching um, Evil Dead again. Um, Serious? Yeah, I absolutely am. Um, I had. I got this like ultimate edition from Walmart box set for like five bucks, like a couple months ago. I told you about it, Josh. Don't ask so surprised. What? It's got, yeah, it's got the so, it's got the blue cover, the original poster style cover. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and the the best part is I never opened it because I just didn't open it. And then I opened it, and it has a poster inside of like. I'm wondering the if I have that one. I told you to buy it when I first bought it. Josh is on his way to Walmart as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> Fuck cover? the COVID-19. Yeah. It's this cover. Okay. Give me one sec. I'll just get up and get it. Hey, it's live episode. Who gives a fuck? I don't care. I'll go get it. <laughs> what All about right. you, Adam? Well, t- uh, thank you. Thank you. Tim will go traverse uh, that and we'll, we'll talk about it. Probably this one that he's talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do believe that's the one. Is It's like double thick. Yeah. Yeah, it came with the poster inside and stuff. Yeah. That's I don't remember one. a poster in it, though. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he already has it. Yeah, that. This one? Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. see a poster. Well, you're. Oh, yeah, it does have a poster. All right. Check <laughs> it checks in. I was so happy because, like, I'm legit hanging that up, like, right behind me. That's yeah. it. No, that is but a then uh, on the good other box side. That. When it's it came out, it was like 60 bucks. You said you got it for five bucks? Five bucks in a bin. That's killer. Yeah, so. That, I, I ended up watching that and all the, the extras on that because I know Josh says that every time they put out a new Evil Dead, there's like... A new commentary track. Yeah, I've watched that movie. Um, probably 20 different commentary tracks. I think the commentary track on this is uh, Sam Raimi and, uh, yeah, Robert Tappert. Yeah. Nice. So I watched that, and uh, I started uh, immersing myself, and I, I don't want to because it's going to cost me so much money. But I started playing uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the online MMO, and uh, I'm, I'm free right now, and I'm going to subscribe. And I already know that like it's just going to take all my money because I'm like, I think you're, you're free up until level 50, and I'm like level 45. And I've only been playing it like four days. Four days. And I've jumped from level one to 45. And like it's double XP. Anyways, it's. That's what I've been doing, guys. Crazy. Okay. Tim's playing Star Wars, watching Star Wars, watching Evil Dead. He's having a good time. So. Yeah, it's all right. It's a little bit of all right. Me, I checked out a couple things this week. Uh, Tim had recommended that show Prop Culture on Disney+. Plus. I mean, I know it's not horror by any that. means, that but good. it's fucking awesome, man. Watching this guy good? traverse around the United States, finding original pieces of movie props and shit. It's, it's pretty cool. 
cool. Pretty good shit. And it's I definitely did. A, it, yeah, it's like a love letter to fucking movies. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like just making movies and like actors and prop makers. And I mean, it's so much more than just props. It's it's like I, the last one that I watched last night was the the one for the Muppet movie. Yeah. And I love the Muppets. And I was glad that that was the last one because like at one point he goes and starts talking to the guy who does Gonzo, but he doesn't appear on screen as the guy. He appears as Gonzo and he's interviewing Gonzo. And I was like, oh, this is, I fucking love this. This is so good. <laughs> so good. It was good. It, it just, you know what? It made me feel like, I know that this was produced for Disney Plus and I know it's all Disney related yeah. stuff, but this would appeal to a wider audience if it was like, movies in general can you I imagine mean, them just going out and finding fucking they found the original ark of the covenant prop from fucking raiders of the lost ark on an episode that's or some disney show. isn't it well yeah, they will i be guess doing i mean like disney that. owns so much that that pretty much is pretty much <laughs> is i guess so yeah but i mean you know it could be anything i'm just saying like think about you know the culture of movies nowadays and shit that's you know infamous Absolutely. across the and you know going out and finding shit anywhere and yeah you're right. A lot of this shit could end up being done because it's all Disney. Yeah. It's all fucking Disney now, right? So as both a prop and a replica collector, I can say there is something very amazing about holding a piece of memorabilia that you know was used on set. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen and I've held props in, in my life, like shit that was used in movies, but I've never owned one. And that, that would be absolutely incredible. One of my favorite pieces. The, the postcard from the original it from the original it miniseries yeah wow yeah the one used in the fucking miniseries i love you josh that's great <laughs> so oh, he's totally that... expressing his feelings to you josh right now i love you josh and that's great my heart <laughs> <laughs> never mind was i was, gonna, I was gonna recite the poem for a minute but never mind now <laughs> you ruined the moment yeah, yeah. tim oh you should have oh i fucked it up this is gonna january be a tender moment on, january, that's right sorry. january embers <laughs> my heart right. burns there too my heart burns there too <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right all right gentlemen let's get into the topics of conversation for the night so tonight we have some really decent topics to uh to kind of converse about but the first and foremost one that we'll put I'm it out impressed. there i'm what? impressed like i said i looked at the list and i was like this show isn't gonna be sick shit <laughs> but, but it's not gonna be sit it's gonna be shit but the best part is, is that the episodes that Tim looks at the uh, the fucking topics beforehand and goes, this is going to be garbage. Turn out to be some of the best episodes because Tim just shits on everything. And that makes for good fucking because shows. Because I have to bring my A game to make it a better show. Like, <laughs> do not get that? Like, You should be bringing your A game every fucking show, Tim. But let's, let's deal with that later. Okay. <laughs> Topic number one of the night, guys. Friday the 13th turns 40 years old. Yes. Friday is, is a fucking boomer. He's old. Friday. Okay, first of all, 40-year-olds are not fucking boomers. <laughs> As are, a 40-year-old? Uh, no, it's not. It's a fucking name. It's stupid, and I'm glad it, the trend died because it makes no sense. Baby boomers are people that were born in the 50s. 40s that's and not, 50s. That's not how it works now. If you're a millennial, you're a Zoomer. Otherwise, you're a Boomer, bud. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> two categories. Yeah, but, but no, no. no, no. Boomers, Topic's, no dead. Zoomer. Topic's dead. <laughs> Topic's dead. <laughs> you on. killed the fucking topic already, guys. No. 
40 years old that's a lot of fridays gotta love friday the 13th it spawned absolutely a love of horror for generations upon generations has some of the most iconic items ever seen on screen masks and jason Voorhees is still one of the you know pinnacle slashers and and horror creations ever so 40 years old that's quite the career and i mean it's let's face it i mean i chose this picture for a reason kevin fucking bacon guys Kevin Bacon. Kevin fucking yeah. Bacon, man. I mean, you know, pushed his career out the fucking door pretty darn good, right? He's and his kill, his kill in that was fucking superb, dope. Corey was Feldman dope. was in Friday too. Yeah, Corey Feldman. All kinds of people's. Yep, that's right. So yes, so Friday Thirteenth, we love you. Forty years old, never stop, never stop. Next topic of conversation for the night, gentlemen. Mike Flanagan is currently tapped to write the film adaptation for Stephen King's revival. Does this man fucking sleep? No. Nope. He does not yeah, fucking really. sleep. And we've actually got him for another topic or two tonight, too, because this guy just does not fucking stop. I was like, really excited there for a minute, Adam, because I thought you were going to say, we got this guy for an interview, and I'm like, what? But I mean, no. you know, if Mike Flanagan ever listens to this show, we'd love to fucking interview him, but he's not going to listen to the show. We're... Yeah. You never know. Adam, don't sell yourself shirt. Shirt. I can't even speak. See, I've been talking to Adam. Now I'm, I'm messing up normal words and stuff. Don't sell yourself short, bud. Oh, man. So he's doing the sequel to Hill House. He's yeah. got like two other movies, and now he's doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, busy guy. so I didn't know anything about this until I read the actual information about what this story is. So the the general information about the story is this. The novel focused on the relationship between a heroin-addicted musician and a dubious faith healer with a hidden agenda. The minister is obsessed with trying to find a way to communicate with his departed wife and child, but ends up connecting to a Lovecraftian horror instead. Ooh. So a substance... Uh, a man with a substance abuse uh, approaches a magic black man to do supernatural things are you playing stephen king bingo this is definitely a stephen king story <laughs> he's I playing stephen king bingo <laughs> black as this magical man uh well the the minister is the one who's obsessed with trying to find his way to uh, communicate so you know interesting but i mean it it does sound very stephen kingish obviously and uh, it would be great if it kind of you know connected with another world of Stephen King as well. But I mean, I'm interested because if they're going to be doing a film adaptation of this, it's got to have some, some guts to it, you know, to kind of put it out there, especially Flanagan's tapped to, you know, to not direct, but to adapt it. Well, what I think is awesome is that he's kind of like put himself in a position where he, he gets Stephen King's tone of storytelling and I feel that, like, his adaptations have been some of the best adaptations since, I would say, Frank Darabont, who did, like, you know, Green Mile. And, and I mean, the thing is, with Frank Darabont was he didn't necessarily focus on the, the more horror of Stephen King's, you know, large catalog of stories. Like, The Mist, it is kind of horror-y, and I think that was the most horror-y one that he did. But um, the thing that I like about uh, Mike is that, like, he just gets it he just gets it like um with flanagan it's it's about atmosphere too 
Yeah. The man and can, pacing and oh, pacing and pacing. Yeah. The man can definitely build the fucking tension without ever really showing anything. It's crazy. Well, and the thing is, is like he, he proved himself with like, I thought Gerald's game was, was fantastic. And there's not a lot that goes on in Gerald's game. Mm. Really. It's the one room setting and it's inside the mind of someone going crazy trapped to a bed next to her dead husband. Like, you know, there's not a lot, and he made it great. And you know, then to do the haunting of Hill House, which felt very Stephen Kingish anyway. But then, you know, Doctor Sleep. Like I love Doctor Sleep. People, I, I read people online shitting on that movie all the time, and I, I thought Doctor Sleep was a masterpiece. I Absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen Doctor Sleep like four times since. Yeah. Uh, for, Me too. What was that? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's so worth the time. So what I suggest, Aaron, yeah. is watch The Shining and yep. then immediately watch Doctor Sleep. It feels like one big movie. Like it's oh, really? fucking awesome. Yeah, okay. it's great. Because the attention to detail in Doctor Sleep, like yep. the guy they cast for... Um, Old black dude, the old magical black dude. <laughs> What's the character's name? I can't remember. Oh man, oh. Uh, I'm drawing uh, a blank. Uh, yeah, not possible, Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's impossible for Adam. <laughs> Anyways, the guy that they cast, the new guy, he looks exactly he looks like, like Scatman Carruthers, who was yeah. in The Shining. Like it was Dick Dick Harlem or Dick uh... Halloran. Halloran. Dick Halloran. Yeah. Dick Halloran, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was incredible the casting. <clears throat> yeah, so this is positive. Mike Flanagan once again, Stephen King, match made in heaven for horror fans everywhere. So this is going to be great. Next topic of conversation, gentlemen. Adam messes up another podcast. Yeah, I mean that's 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 a normal topic. That's that's a regular topic. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs sequel series titled Clarice is getting picked up. Uh, it's got a pickup order from CBS. Look okay. at the face I'm making. Mm. I gotta, I gotta talk about this one. So, I know. So I went through. So you know how there's like the seven stages of grief. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's the like three stages of excitement that Adam feels when he sees something. He sees it. He goes full mast. And then he realizes the horrible disappointment that is, and he goes full flaccid. And that happened to me in the span of about 45 seconds. And do you want to know what's great about that whole moment? It was documented in our fucking messenger was. feed. And, like, I went on that roller coaster with you, Josh. Like, like, I saw the headline. I'm like, oh, one of my favorite properties is getting another series. Awesome. And then I clicked the link. And before even I clicked the link, I shared it, because I was like, fuck, look at this, boys. And then I click the link, and it says, BTW, no Hannibal. Uh, why? For why? For why? Yeah. For why? Uh, I don't want yeah. to see a cop show with Clarice Starling. No. I, you I you want to see a continuation of Hannibal. That's right. Yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, if they did similar cases and, like... Like, but apparently they, they can't even as... mention Hannibal. What? They can't even mention Hannibal. It's it's a lawsuit thing. Like with Ash versus Evil Dead, 
how they weren't allowed to bring up the, how he went to the, like the medieval times in Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, yeah. Yeah. So they have to pretend like Hannibal just doesn't exist and dance around it and never mention him by name or anything. Yeah, the the the, the some of the verbiage that I've read so far is that uh, they're basically going to make it that she's she's still haunted by a case from over a year prior, but she doesn't like to talk about it. Basically, is what it is. And you know what? If they handle it, it handle it in a smart way. I I think. The fact that Hannibal's not in it is, you know, fine. As long as they come up with compelling cases that she has to do. Ones that are similar to, you know, yeah. um, Red Dragon, uh, Sons Things of the Lambs. Of like nature like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if they were like, you know, like the tone of like Seven, right? Like that right. kind of idea and it's in a show and it's her, I'm cool with it. But, you know. The only thing that will redeem this to me is at the very end, if she picks up a phone and it's Hannibal on the other line. Hello, Clarice. Mm. That would that would bring it all together, and I'd be all right with eight seasons of some shitty show with Clarice Starling and no Hannibal, as long as they ended it like that. That'd be that'd be pretty damn cool. That'd be cool because I mean I never finished the show Hannibal, but like the first two seasons were fucking awesome, man. The, the 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 serial killers. I like the idea that what they did was they went with a a red dragon style story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was other serial killers, and Hannibal was basically helping to catch them, so to speak, and and stuff like that. And I really like that because he was a creepy ass character in the original Red Dragon, you know, book and movie and second movie adaptation and stuff like that. Manhunter and Red Dragon. Um, and I thought that was really kind of cool, especially because he was kind of hiding behind the wings himself as a, as a prolific serial killer. And it was really cool. And the effects work in that show. Oh yeah. Top Whoa. notch. Top notch. Never it watched cool. it. What about it being on CBS though? Yeah. That's the but other isn't thing. Isn't it supposed to be like, isn't CBS supposed to be getting like their own streaming service or something? And it was supposed to be on that. They, they haven't stated specifically that it'll be to the streaming service. They're just saying CBS has picked it up for a, you know, project pilot pickup. So they don't know. It could it could go literally just straight CBS or it could be CBS and streaming or the streaming. It doesn't really matter. I forget what it's called. CBS Max or CBS Go or some shit. I don't know. CBS, I yeah, honestly I love this property so much and I really don't want them to destroy it. I think you're probably going to be shit out of luck on this one though, Josh. I yeah, literally, Josh, this is like, not one of those things that I'm excited for. I just, I'm bringing it up because Hannibal Lecter, but then when you read into it deeper, like everybody's saying, it's, it really doesn't, it's, it's not nothing to do with Hannibal well. Lecter. It's no. So, but there's, it's interesting because they're going to play on the fact that Hannibal did fairly well. And you know, the whole silence of the lamps, you know, and, and book series from, you know, Harris and, Hopefully something will come out of it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty tropish. There's going to be a lot of just similar bullshit to everything else that's going to be on TV if they don't do anything to do with the actual property. So. Yeah. It just seems strange, like, that the series didn't end that long ago. It's only been canceled, like, what, a year or two years? Yeah. Right? And it still had so, it still had so much life. The first couple seasons were amazing in Hannibal. I, I, it lost me a little bit in the last season, I think it was. Or there's what halfway through the third season, I think it was yeah, kind of got really. Uh, I don't know what the word is for it, but it kind of got really heavy. Meh? 
It got meh? Yeah. No, it just got too meh. weird, man. Like, it, it got, got too, too into yeah, the psyche yeah, of Will Graham. And, like, Anthony yeah. Hopkins is always going to be Hannibal to me, but this other fellow they had, he did a good job. I liked him. Mad, Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, he's, Mad. he's a fucking good actor. Yeah. Well, uh, he's 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 proven himself pretty damn good. What what was the name of that movie that uh, that me and you watched, Aaron, when we went to Montreal? Rogue One. Because <laughs> he's in Rogue One. <laughs> he was he was good in Rogue, Rogue One. one. Uh, this one was the one where he was like a retiring serial or uh, uh, hitman. Hitman, yeah, that was probably one of the one of the best movies polar? That I've seen. Uh, polar, yeah, Polar. It's on Netflix, very fucking that, cool movie. You know what? The he, soundtrack he really in that, that just that whole movie, the the cinema photography and everything in that absolutely fantastic you're going to be a mads fan if you watch that movie for sure we were blown away by that adam i know we were like, i yeah. was sitting back just yeah. holy right yeah it was a good movie good movie yeah all right guys next topic of conversation a geiger hr geiger inspired shooter by the name of scorn has suddenly reappeared with gameplay trailers on the internet so the interesting thing about this one is that this this game has been in development for like almost five years now. Somewhere close to that. And it kept coming like it was going to be a PC game, it was going to be a PS4 game, and an Xbox One game, and everything else. And then it fell off the... It just fell off the, the face of the earth. Nobody knew where the development was going, and the, the developers weren't talking about it anymore or anything. And then all of a sudden, the Xbox series x live gameplay trailer was released the other day and this was one of the specific world premiere trailers that they had in it and it's blowing people's minds because this literally looks like a living hr geiger portrait this game what the fuck is the geiger hr geiger it's uh hr geiger uh the guy that uh alien aliens He designed all the xenomorphs, oh, yeah. and he uh, like the movie Species, the character, uh, one one of the most prolific What's horror artists Geiger? in history. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he, he's he's one of the most prolific horror artists in history, okay. and uh, he only he only passed away like less than ten years ago or something like this. Yeah, I think it was like two thousand six, two thousand seven, or something like that. It's somewhere like like ten years ago or something like that. Yeah, he passed away. He's um. He was like Swedish and like he was so popular in, in Sweden. Like he's got, there's like a, a bar and a restaurant that's like adorned with all of his work. And it's, it's crazy. You got to look up his stuff. It's amazing. It's uh, out of this world. You probably, you'd see it and then you'd be like, oh, I know, I know what that is. I just didn't know who, uh, who created it. Right. It's fantastic. Unbelievable machine kind of, it's got like a very low steampunk thing, but, a, but very machine like and alien, you know, it's, it's just or, organic steampunk. Yeah. Lots of grays and greens, you know, and, and, and shadowing and yeah, it's really, yeah, like I know what species is and I know what a xenomorph is. So yeah, that sure. Yeah. Phenomenal. Like phenomenal. Work. Yeah. It, like, absolutely. Out of this world. So, so they got an entire game that was being developed uh, as basically an honorarium to his art style. So you're, you're walking through an entire world of his paintings, shooting and, and killing creatures. Wow. And by the looks of the trailer and some of the information that's come out, it basically has to do with the fact that the game was so detailed and graphic intensive that they weren't able to actually complete production before the current generation of consoles coming out. Wow. It would not have run basically on the current gen of shit. Is it first person or third person or do you know? For first person. Oh, even better. 
It would be amazing if it had like a VR version on PS4 or 5 or whatever it is, PS5. That would be sick. Yeah, so ch- check it out, Scorn. Um, it's basically people are just claiming it's going to be like an absolute disgusting game and I'm like, fucking sign me up. <laughs> like, it's like, period, sign me up. So, Scorn, check that one out, everybody. No. I'm just kidding, Adam, because you just, <sighs> just teasing. I didn't even I'm hear if it. Ma- Half-masked. I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even hear about it until right now. Because I'm a PlayStation it's, it's household, cool. so I don't watch Xbox fucking yeah. propaganda. <laughs> propaganda. I'm just kidding. I, I did. I just didn't see that. I saw the Assassin's Creed, uh, Valhalla stuff that they they put out, but I didn't end up seeing the scorned. Yeah. No, definitely check it out, guys. It's going to be crazy. Because there's going to be like a PC port and possibly, well, by the looks of it now, possibly even a PS5 port. It's going to come to like all the major platforms. All of them? All right. Yeah. Yeah. They're just claiming Xbox, you know, Series X right off the back as Xbox is showing off as much as they can because PlayStation's not showing shit to anybody. No. They had, okay, I'm just going to put it out there. PlayStation had the most boring fucking reveal information ever with that guy that sat there for two hours talking about how the fucking, you know, the hardware works Are in this thing without really actually revealing anything. Right now, you're gonna badmouth right. PlayStation. Yes. So you know, you know what? what? That's what I'm gonna say. Fuck you, pal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> talking shit with your poor um, mouth. Exactly. <laughs> Stop shitting on us, Adam. <laughs> I got a PS4. Yeah, but only after the fact. Okay? <laughs> only after the fact. Hey, 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 hey. I got into Xbox for my son. Oh, don't, so don't parade behind your son right now. Like he's some sort of shield. Yeah. Just admit it, okay? That nice. Oh, you all <laughs> suck. <laughs> all right, moving on. Next topic of conversation. This one here was actually really interesting. Uh, I was taken aback when I watched this one. Kevin James is going to be in a, well, he's in a new R-rated home invasion thriller by the name of Becky. Yes, Kevin James. Paul Blart. Fucking mall cop Paul Blart. Um, You know, Mr. Comedy Man himself. King of Queens. Um, I watched the trailer for this, and he basically plays a neo-Nazi skinhead. Fucking swastika on his head and everything. And he, oh yeah, and he is a sadistic bastard, like fucking shooting people in the kneecaps and stuff like this. And I kid you not, I didn't know if I'd take it seriously when I first watched the trailer for this, but coming out at the very end of the trailer, he proved to me, if if this movie is as good as the trailer says it is, he's got the fucking acting chops that he's never truly shown people he has. Is he going full Jim Carrey? No, I I don't know. I still can't take Jim Carrey too seriously with some of his roles. But this this looks like like he's a fucking like he's a powerhouse in this. Like he looks like he's lost a bunch of weight and he's like fucking bulked up muscle. And it's like he's gone like fucking bulky Edward Norton in this man, like fucking American History X style. Fucking crazy. Yeah, he needs to do something like this just to break into a different kind of genre. And if he does yeah. a great job, then you know. He probably will. It'll probably yeah. open up other, you know, you were really great in Becky. I want you in this movie. Right. right. So what role does Adam Sandler play in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> 
nope not in this movie not in this movie now there are a couple of other people that are in this movie too that have been in some other uh like joel McHale's in this uh comedian and actor joel McHale's in this uh but um not, nobody else that i really totally recognized and it's literally just it rated r straight off for violence grisly images strong language and bloody violence like I'm down, like I'm totally down for this movie. So t- check out the uh, check out the um, check out the trailer. Adam, what, what is it like? Sure. Is it half mast already? Is it or half mast? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm. Do I'm you have a in. blood pro problem? <laughs> Shut up, Josh. No, this this movie. It, I expect that kind of bullshit from Tim, not you. It looks. It looks. It looks cool. It looks cool. It does look I'm cool. I'm intrigued. And uh and uh and Tim was saying before, the 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 writer Nick Morris, he's from Nova Scotia. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I did um I did his uh it's, it's I guess you could say concept art. Um he he approached me a couple of years ago when he was trying to sell the script and he wanted art to go with this and I did the concept art for this movie. So I mean I'm not like, yeah, I was involved. I just, he hired me to do some artwork. I gave it to him. Hopefully it helped. I mean, it's made into a movie. So, you know, yeah, maybe I am responsible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I am just kidding. But no, um, I, I thought it was cool. Um, Cause uh, he's, he's a really good writer. Like I didn't obviously get a lot of the stuff for it, but like, what he was describing, what he wanted from this piece of art that I did for him. Like, I can only imagine what the script was. And I, I remember he came over with some beers to sit down and, like, you know, give me a synopsis of the story. I'm like, this is fucking dark. Like, I like this, right? And lo and behold, here it is. We're talking about it on our show. So, um, cool. yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, it'd be really Maybe. cool if Adam put up the fucking concept art that I did for it, but, you know, he's. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised that it's not there. So, whatever. Wow. When you were sitting there talking about beers, did he tell you like I envision Kevin James right here? Well, originally, like, but dude, Kevin James is a is a no. comedian. No, he didn't. And he was um, like, no, he's going to be serious. No. Um. What I remember though, um. The the grittiness. The grittiness was there and like it was like raw and uh um i remember originally um when they were first talking about casting um it was supposed to be simon Pegg. really yeah. that would have worked that would have uh, been pretty cool he, i guess he, he either dropped out was busy something he's not in it and then they brought in kevin james when i first heard kevin james i was like but then I saw the trailer and I'm like, okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Um, I'll pop that up here. Just one second here. So, yeah. So I got your art right here. Oh, look at him. Now he feels bad trying to give me. There a- you go. There's your concept art. Tim right in the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I remember you showing me this a while ago. So when, when you put the, when you put two and two together for me, when I brought up this topic before we started the show, I was like, that's the fucking, that was the art that you showed me like fucking two years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, because I remembered it was under a different name at the time. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I remember that. So Very. cool. I mean, Nova Scotia proud, right? So here we got some some connection to Nova Scotia, and it's going to be good. And uh, take a look out for that one. So Becky coming soon, and uh, that's great. Next topic, gentlemen. This one's kind of fun. It uh, goes with one of those situations that we always talk about when it comes to like gateway horrors, introducing your kids to horrors, and we talk about this all the time. We have Disney Plus is turning R.L. Stein's Just Beyond comic book series into a horror comedy anthology. So R.L. Stein is infamous for obviously goosebumps, but a whole bunch of other uh <laughs> what? <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> goosebumps but also a whole bunch of other uh teen horror teen thriller horror kind of like you know fear street and all that kind of shit right stuff that was made on the same level as uh what christopher pike wrote at the time for like i know what you did last summer and things like that and uh, so he's got a comic book series that disney plus has decided to turn into a horror comedy anthology neat are you excited definitely is he's absolutely he's excited full math Full mast. You guys want to watch some goosebumps? <laughs> guys want to watch some That's goosebumps? That's like the later? equivalent of the old man asking about a popsicle now. Do you want to watch some goosebumps? You want to come watch some goosebumps? Yes, just want to watch some goosebumps. All right, fine. But it's an eight-episode order that they've made for the series. Uh which uh, it hails from creator Seth Graham Green, who did uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, as well as Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good series, by the sounds of it. So, I'm cool. I'm know. done with that. I don't know if that entry-level horror even exists nowadays. Kids just get on their fucking iPhones and can see, like, the most graphic things in the universe. When we were growing up, like, Goosebumps was was how you saw scary things you were up at 9 30 past your bedtime and you're watching goosebumps i mean to be fair like no i didn't watch that but i mean i remember being a kid watching tales from the crypt right and i guess i guess that is kind of the same thing but i don't remember tales of the crypt as kitty it is like it, but Try it's not watching it we have and it's excellent josh well i don't know yeah, that. It, it's excellent. I'm totally digging the sunlight on Aaron's face right now. Like he's look looks very like. I guess epic. eating shit. <laughs> kind of epic. <laughs> looks like he's got a side <laughs> quest for us. The the uh, the end of Fright Night when they're fucking throwing yeah. all the fucking the light coming in. <laughs> that's what it looks like right oh, now. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I board up my window so you you know so I don't get the light shining on me anymore. I haven't had this problem before. I don't know what's going on here. Name your sex tape. Okay, moving on. Whoa! Adam totally repeated himself. Just for that. Any lower. Love you, Aaron. Totally repeated himself. That was good. That was good. That was good. Gee whiz. Okay, I'm going to catch hell from uh, Jamie later, but okay, moving on. Okay, next topic of conversation, guys. This one I'm really mixed about, but it's interesting, so I'm going to put it out there. One of the big names in horror right now is Ari Aster, the guy who's brought us Hereditary and Midsommar. He is currently in uh, production mode for producing an English-language remake of a Korean genre film 
that's called Save the Green Planet. So I remember seeing this movie. This was like back in like 2003, 2004, something like that. And it was one of those uh, movies that came out with the big push on Asian cinema, Asian horror cinema, Ring, Ringu, The Grudge, Juan, all that stuff was coming out and it was being remade in the United States, but the originals were very popular as well. So this one was an interesting one. And I remember somebody had imported it and loaned it to me because they knew I was such a big horror movie fan and they were big into Asian cinema. And it, the, the description of this movie alone is offbeat black comedy sci-fi mashup following a man who believes the world is on the verge of an alien invasion and sets out to save the planet. Josh's face is perfect. <laughs> by believing that first he can do so by kidnapping his boss. So it's almost like a weird torture porn movie too. It's got like some really weird fucking scenes in this movie, if I remember. So like it literally just kind of jumps back and forth between this guy believing that like, you know, tinfoil hat fucking conspiracy alien invasion and my boss is an alien and shit like this. And he's like trying to get information out of his boss and it's weird and fucked up. But I mean, it apparently is like this movie that's gained cult status in years. And now it's got Ari Aster basically penning and potentially producing and directing a remake for English language See, cinema. Can, can, I'm going to, I'm going to stand on my podium here for a minute. I think Ari Aster is fucking overhyped and I don't not, I think uh, meh. I thought Midsummer was meh. I thought Hereditary had some good moments, but overall was meh. And I, 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 it just, it boggles my mind that like, you know, everybody's celebrating this guy. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool that like horror's getting, you know, some, you know, decent productions coming out and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it was, it was, it was overhyped and, you know, I just meh. I feel the same way with Hereditary too. I think I was like, uh, all right. Like it had some great moments when that yeah, weird yeah. kid get her fucking head come off on a telephone pole. Awesome. Yeah. Cause she was yeah. getting on my nerves. Die bitch. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, and like, I, I've gotten in conversations with, with people where they're like, yeah, that movie's great. It's like, no, it was garbage. It was garbage. Like, don't, don't. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was garbage. It was, it was, I, I, the words escape me because that's how indifferent I am to this fucking guy's movies. He makes one time watches for me. Like I want to yeah, see what yeah, the hype is yeah. and I'll watch the movie and whatever. Like, I don't know if I'll ever care to watch them again. Like hereditary. I'll give it some credit. It did have some good scenes but everybody's hyping them like, oh my God, they're the most shocking things ever. And, and I'm like, no, far from it. Fuck off. You're, it's fucking white milk. You know what I mean? It's, it's bullshit. This, what you're talking about. Yeah. If it was a color, if it was a color in the spectrum of colors in horror movies, it would be beige. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This movie was beige. Oh my God. We should start rating on a color system. This movie was beige. <laughs> And if it was shit, it's like fucking brown. Beige. Beige is just a lighter brown, guys. Beige is just a lighter brown. That's right. Um, Yeah, so Hereditary had a couple things. Uh, The one thing I will give the guy credit for, 
visually he knows how to make a movie they look good absolutely the cinematography in his films are are fantastic but the substance but, just is not there don't make me. something else don't make horror movies yeah 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 you're, you're fucking self-indulgent fucking i don't know <laughs> off well we'll see anyway i mean this could be interesting it could be this could be the turning point this could be the movie that we actually watch and say nah, he did a good job I, you know I, i'd like to see what he does future but i have no fucking hope for it right now but it i put it out there because i remember seeing the original and it's a weird fucking twisted story and it just goes to show once again hollywood's still in the fucking remake game you know what i mean it's let's throw fucking yeah but to be fair though to be fair not everybody's going to watch foreign films. <clears throat> so I the get The overwhelming that. majority won't, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so if... It, I don't look at, like, the remake of a foreign film necessarily that bad, especially if, like, it does justice to the original, right? But it, it, the, the problem I have... Let's remake Friday the 13th. Let's make this thing, that thing. Like, that's when I have a problem. But, like, foreign films, like, not everybody's going to watch them. And, I mean, if the remake of the foreign film is good. I'll go back and watch the foreign film. True. True. For me, that's just changing over cultures. That's like when they westernized the office. Yeah. The original but the, office the, is still hysterical. But, but so, but the, 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 the American one right. is fantastic. Exactly. Dwight? Come on, Dwight. Exactly. Yeah. He, he is pop culture classic at this point. So, okay. Steve Carell. That's like some of the best shit he's ever done with that show. And let's face it, they gave us John Krasinski, who's kind of come on to his own when it comes to a good career. He gave us A Quiet Place, and Quiet Place 2 is coming soon enough, hopefully, thanks to fucking COVID-19. It's so been... funny. Me and me and Andrew, every time we're talking about that, what's that movie that John Krasinski did? And we're like, we can't... It, oh, Quiet Place always escapes us, so we just call it Shush. Shush. None of them ever get work. And then they get forced to have to redo the office. So I am not in favor of him doing well at all. Oh, well, whatever. Having visited Scranton, Pennsylvania myself, you know, I like the office, but you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. I did. So, you know, I love that show. It's a good show. And I mean, I like, I like shows like that. Like we were big on like parks and rec was another good one. Fucking love have I ever too. told you guys the story of the office? Okay. We need How a story I... of the office. Go ahead. I've never watched the series finale, but I've watched The Office hundreds and hundreds of times. Oh yeah, because if you watch the finale, it's it, that's it's, it. It's, it's over. over. Yeah, I was like that with uh, Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, I was so At into any like the day, first... If I have a horrible day, I know I can go home and watch an episode of The Office I've never seen. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it, actually. It is a good way. Yeah. Okay. Well, Josh, moving. It's good. <laughs> Dude, that is good. Next topic. A lot to think about. All right, Adam. Next topic. <clears throat> next topic, guys. <clears throat> Deceased, the sequel series Dead Planet, is launching on June 30th. So, for anybody who is not familiar, after the the basically amazing success story of Marvel Zombies, the DC Universe decided to do their own kind of variation, and they called it Deceased. Funny play on words and name and everything else. Oh, deceased. That is good. Deceased, yeah. <laughs> and so, the covers that they remade, the 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 Joker It cover yeah. for the seven, 2017. Oh, it's fucking gold. It is cool. So it is good. cool. 
So it's so the sequel series is coming out in June, and uh, people are excited for it. I kind of like the idea. I've never actually read through the original, so this will give me a chance. I want to read through that one and then go through They're this. really good. They're really good. Uh, excellent. So the sequel says, after a corrupted anti-life equation <laughs> turned billions into monsters, including Earth's greatest heroes, uh, our planet was as good as dead. Years later, uh, a distress call brings Damian Wayne, John Kent, and Cassie Sandsmark, the Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman of Earth 2, back to the dead planet. But what will this new Justice League find waiting for them? If life still exists, who or what is lying in wait for these heroes? Cool. Mm. <laughs> what? What's so funny? Because I was talking and you totally dismissed it. Yeah, cool. Anyways. Yeah, well, because I was in the middle of... Okay, never mind. But go ahead, Tim. No, I'm fucking done talking You're to you. fucking done talking to me. <laughs> All right, cool, whatever. But yeah, they got some. They got some really new cool. Uh, uh, they got some really new cool. Uh, same thing, cover art. And they got like a bunch of movie posters that they redid for this one too. Like they redid uh, Blade Runner as a movie poster for this, and it's really cool. Really cool stuff. Okay. To go. Next topic. It's eight o'clock. It's almost eight o'clock. Next topic. All right. Next topic. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. Nev Campbell currently in talks for Scream 5. Woo! You say that, but that's if it's true and it happens, awesome. Absolutely. I mean, we know that Scream 5 is happening, and uh, now Nev Campbell has officially stated that she's in talks. So if it happens, that's awesome. I mean, Scream 5. Josh doesn't look impressed. Where's she been? What did you guys thoughts on the scream series They're i like great. i like them all like really? all four of them were really good in my opinion like i like, like them i all. watched the first two and really liked them but the other ones yes like the new the, series the uh, the series yeah, I, the series had its ups like i love the fucking redo of the ghost killer or the ghost face uh, mask the mask, I fucking, cool. the mask was dope yeah mm. it's dope okay it's good what does anybody know what she's been up to? What Nev Campbell's been up to since? Probably, well, what do all Canadian actors do when they don't act anymore? She's probably on a farm somewhere. Having kids? Or having kids. Theorem. Yeah. I, I think she's also been uh, spending she's a lot of time a... with charities. Um, because her, what is it, her brother has, uh, her brother's uh, uh, got Down syndrome or something like this. So she's been like, it, it, there's he's got something, some sort of a, you know situation medical situation and she's been spending a lot of time as an advocate for him and and others like him so there's a good chance that when she made her money she basically just decided to spend more time with her family that's awesome i heard she had a beaver farm and she's harvesting artificial vanilla extract from their anal glands wow the way that you fucking just delivered that information i believed you for a split second (laughs) it's true it's on wikipedia Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah, because... get artificial vanilla. I'm still shocked. All right, what else we got, Adam? All right, next topic of conversation. <laughs> the director of Equilibrium is currently in Australia filming a new take on Children of the Corn. Oh. oh. Uh, Children Why of the Corn. Why would you go to Australia? Know, they, no got a, they got a lot Australia? of things that... Look, Australia has a lot of fucked up things that will kill you. Why not kids? Right. But you have the mid, like the American Midwest is where the corn is. Corn country. Corn country. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's probably not going to take place in Australia. They're just using it, you know, yeah. for obviously for background or whatever have you. But, I think it's um, cheap to film there. 
probably is. And once again, because yeah. everything there will fucking kill you. So if you survive, you make off, you know, saving money. So. Yeah. But yeah. Some of your crew dies, and then you don't have to pay them. But the reason why ah, this is <laughs> there yeah. you go. But the reason why this is of an interesting topic is because it isn't that it came out saying, "Oh yeah, they're planning it." No, like when the news struck, him and the fucking film crew are already there making the movie. Hmm. Like the movie's already been mostly filmed, apparently. Cool. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Mm. There's another series that had like eight sequels that I didn't need. Yeah, no. yeah pretty much. I like I like the first. And that's couple. odd for you to say because you're is. all about it the is. more, the more, yeah, cheesy, corny bullshit. I love uh, corny. Uh, see what you did there. That was, uh, was pretty uh, cheesy or corny. That's right. <laughs> uh, right back at you. Adam's on point. Oh my! All right, next topic. <laughs> Nice. Next topic. So I promised we'd be bringing them back up again. Mike Flanagan and Leah Fong are turning Christopher Pike's novel, The Midnight Club, into a Netflix series. So once again, the guy doesn't fucking sleep. He's a fucking beast. He just keeps going. Yeah, but I mean, is is he just executive producer on it? Like he's not directing it. No, nope. that's yeah. my concern. When he's, you he's spread yourself this thin, I feel like they're just putting his name on projects. So and that's how you get shit projects. So yeah. the articles are stating that he's co he's co adapting, co creating, but he's actually doing the full adaptation of the book into the yeah. script. So just like what we were talking about earlier, when it comes to revival, he's taking the original book and adapting it into screenplay and script for this for the series. And then he'll probably just produce. He won't direct or anything, probably. It'll just be, that's what he was involved with. But once again, I mean, he's fucking reading the book and, and adapting it. Just like what he was doing for Stephen King's revival. So it's like, this guy just doesn't stop. So yeah, it, you can say, you know, putting his name on it. But it sounds like with the success of everything that he's done over the last few years and with the massive success be behind Dr. Sleep and everything else that he's got on the go... It was he's almost like demand. he's in high demand, but it's almost like take the jobs that you want right now. Maybe he's spending some extra time with his wife after after they, you know, were filming the uh, the, the sequel series to, uh, you know, Haunting Hill House, uh, what Bly Manor. And uh, he's probably just deciding to take a step back because that seems like it was a monotonous fucking, you know, massive undertaking to film the sequel series too, from everything that we've been reading. So it's probably, let me take some easier jobs for the next year or so. You know what I mean? Like, give me give me a bit of a rest. I can work from home. So that's where my thoughts are that he's taking this. So, Last topic. Last topic of conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Murphy is teasing a spinoff for American Horror Story. So basically stating low-key announcement from Ryan Murphy is that uh, there will be an American Horror Story spinoff that will feature one-hour contained episodes, so self-contained episodes. So basically an anthology within an anthology series. Yeah. And you know they're all going to connect. Yeah. Oh, most that's likely. that's kind of what he does. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Now, I didn't end up watching the newest season yet. Um, what? I watched yeah, it. It's no. good. It's really yeah, good. no, I heard it's 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 just with everything it, it's it's on the list and you know I'm going to watch it especially because of its subject matter like I'm fucking pumped but um yeah like 
ah, I'm cool with that. That's that's actually really cool, especially if he's getting different directors in for each episode and a different, you know, it, well, I mean, he usually uses the same cast playing different characters. Like, every episode is a different, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. Good topic for the end, Adam. Good job, bud. Wasn't my That's topic. Me. That was Josh. Good job, Josh. I knew. I felt wrong giving him. He knew it was too good for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go to hell. All right, before we close up for the night, anything else you guys want to throw out there for topics? I love Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Tim Joshson. sexual sexual that's right sexual okay well can you please make me a shirt of that i will and i'll get you like a fucking like monochrome picture of adam when he actually said it yes please 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 (laughs) if i said if i do the work yeah make me a shirt yes it just says sexual and the picture of him going yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll make man. us all shirts. We'll make right. we'll make a mint selling them on the website. So there you go. All right, guys. Hashtag sexual and uh <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> thank you very much for tuning in. This has been another live round table episode and uh Please check us out. Every Monday night, we record these episodes. Every Friday, we premiere a new review episode or an interview that we've done. And we got some real good stuff coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Some real. Oh my God, do we? Oh, oh yeah. I've been Boy, chomping at the bit for some of the stuff that we got coming out. So it's going to be good. So remember, check us out on Facebook, Misunderstood Art Company. Like and uh, join us in the uh, discussion group that we have as well. Check us out on YouTube, Misunderstood Art Company again for They Cast from the Coast. And like and subscribe, share it, and uh, check us out on all the major podcasting platforms. We have Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, uh, just to name a few. And, I mean, we're also on Patreon, so open up your hearts and your wallets. And, uh check us out and like and share once again and we can't thank you guys enough and uh until next time josh hashtag sexual (laughs) sexual okay aaron happy 40th to friday the 13th friday friday the 13th good one good one and tim stay spooky everybody all right see you later everybody thanks for tuning in good night